Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, Complete Jewish Study Bible. Finally, grow powerful in union with the Lord, in union with his mighty strength. Use all the armor and weaponry that God provides so that you will be able to stand against the deceptive tactics of the adversary. For we are not struggling against human beings, but against rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers governing this darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So take up every piece of war equipment God provides so that when the evil day comes, you will be able to resist. And when the battle is won, you will still be standing. Therefore, stand Have the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Put on righteousness for a breastplate and wear on your feet the readiness that comes from the good news of Shalom. Always carry the shield of trust with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of deliverance along with the sword given by the spirit that is the word of God. As you pray at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests in the spirit, vigilantly and persistently for all God's people. Cue the music. Welcome back, everybody, to the Word of Freedom podcast. Again, I'm Chris, my beautiful wife, Mary. We've been talking about in the last episode. Uh, we had we put out on social media th- asking people what they wanted us to speak about, and our friend Denise said that she wanted us to talk about what it looks like to walk out in the freedom after deliverance. What it looks like, and if you remember last time we were talking in the book of Matthew, or excuse me, the book of Mark, and in Luke about the demoniac that Jesus delivered of the legion of demons and his response, Jesus's response to his response, the people's response to Jesus, and what happened when this guy went and testified of the goodness of God in his life. How that when Jesus did come back, they then brought him somebody to be healed. So we're going to continue on. Mary just read this amazing passage from Ephesians 6 in her complete Jewish study Bible. And this is powerful. I mean, I I don't know if you guys were like ready for it, but we just launched off thinking that this is how we need to go, people. We just need to get into his word and see the power of God. So Mary, when you read that, what did you feel when you read that? Empowered. Amen. Empowered. We are given not just tools, You know, in here, it says, so take up every piece of war equipment God provides, you know, and I remember, okay, I want to back up if just a minute, if, if it's okay. Yeah. Um, just to give a little bit of my history. Okay. At one point in time, they had diagnosed me as schizophrenic and I went through all sorts of stuff. The world wanted me to try to get through it. And I, I did it, did it for years. Mm Mm-hmm. Took the medications, trying to live right, do the right things. It wasn't until I truly received the love of Jesus Christ for me that things started to line up correctly. 
His word sets us free. His word is where the power is. It's him. And and the reason I'm saying this is because I went through this section here because I was like, oh, wow, look at the tools. Look at the tools he's given us. Amen. Right? And as I started going through them, I realized that each and every piece of the armor is Jesus himself. If we look, it says, so take up every piece of war equipment God provides so that when the evil day comes, you'll be able to resist. And when the battle is one, you will be standing. Therefore, stand. There's a scripture in here, and I don't have the reference at this moment. Stand. What do we stand on? The rock of Jesus Christ. Our foundation is Jesus. And we stand upon him. And then as we continue going, have the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Truth? (laughs) What did Pilate say? What's truth? God. (laughs) Right? Jesus is truth. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And his word is the truth. And we need to make sure that we understand that God's word, line upon line, precept upon precept, is the truth of God. It's the truth of life. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. Exactly. So let's put the belt around our waist. Come on. And then we get to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Our righteousness is found in Christ Jesus. That's what we were just talking about in a couple episodes ago, was the righteousness of God is imbued, it's given to us by God through the Holy Spirit when we come to faith. And he takes away, again, I'll say it a hundred times, he takes away all the unrighteousness and leaves us with his righteousness. That's right. Amen. That's our breastplate. And we're on our feet The readiness that comes from the good news of Shalom, which is the gospel of peace. (laughs) And who is the Prince of Peace? Jesus. Who's the gospel about? Jesus. All righty then. It's Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Always carry the shield of trust. And I love how this one says trust when there's with faith, because I used to struggle with trust. I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust myself. I, I know how much I messed up. I did not trust. And here, always carry the shield of trust. Trust in who? Trust in what? Trust in Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is our shield. Yeah. With which we will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Everything he wants to throw at us, we are able to extinguish And take the helmet of deliverance. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. The helmet of deliverance. Deliverance. Salvation. Right. And if we'll look in 2 Corinthians. I'm sorry. No, go. Go Yeah. It's, I believe it's five. So in 2 Corinthians. Yeah. Going over to 2 Corinthians 10. Okay. Okay. 2 Corinthians 10. Yes. Okay. Let me get there. Got it. 10 All right. and. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 3, 10 3. Okay. For although we do live in the world, we do not wage war in a worldly way. Because the weapons we use to wage war are not worldly. Mm. On the contrary, they have God's power for demolishing strongholds. 
We demolish arguments and every arrogance that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it obey the Messiah. And when you have become completely obedient, then you'll be ready to punish every act of disobedience. Wow. Guys, I don't know if, you, if you're catching how this is laid out in this, in this other translation, but that's powerful. Right? So do you mind if I read it? In Please the do. Okay, so New King James, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Read again what yours was in verse three. For although we do live in the world, we do not wage war in a worldly way. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down the strongholds. And yours says... Because the weapons we use to wage war are not worldly. On the contrary, they have God's power for demolishing strongholds. We demolish arguments. We cast down arguments. And every arrogance that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it obey the Messiah. We bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And when you have become completely obedient, then we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience. That is amazing because this says, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. That's just amazing. You know. That's, that's, that's part of the helmet. Yeah, the helmet of deliverance. The helmet. Of, that's the amazing thing that, that really, the first time you read that, that's what shot out to me like a, like a rocket. It's not the helmet of salvation. It's the helmet of deliverance is what they're saying. So deliverance. Yet that says salvation. Same word, sozo. <laughs> it's amazing. So when we're when we're looking at this concept, what does it look like? What does it look like walking out life after deliverance? We see that when God heals us and removes from us all these satanic and de- and demonic oppressions in our lives, He strips them off of us like He did the demoniac. He tells us to go and share the gospel of what God has done. Yes. Right? Yes. This is what we need to do. And, you know, maybe some of our listeners are sitting back, well, you know, I'm not really all into this whole demon thing. You know, I I, I believe in Jesus Christ, but you guys, I don't know about this demon thing. If you hear a negative word spoken against you in life. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. If you hear a voice saying, you're terrible, how could you ever? And all these just negative condemnations, that's the enemy. And some people in their day-to-day, everyday life fight against these voices all day long. You never will be. You never will. You can't. You never should have. You should never have done that. Why did you do that? Who do you think you are? You're never going to be like they are. It's just all these negative. You might as well just give up. Oh, I heard those voices. Yeah. I heard those voices. I tried to kill myself three times listening to those voices. I, I, I heard them myself. I mean, I remember when I was back in my flesh, riding on my motorcycle and hearing the voice, Chris, if you would just change lanes into that oncoming traffic when the semi's coming, it'll all be over. If that's not of the devil, I don't know what is. Right. That is totally the devil trying to destroy you 
because he's afraid of what God's going to look like when he gets inside of you. That's right. So when we get delivered, when we get saved, healed, delivered, and set free and made whole, one with Christ Jesus, we're then given a mission. And that mission looks like, go tell everybody what God's done for you. Amen. Amen, right? Yeah. Along with the sword given by the Spirit, that is the Word of God. As you pray at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests in the spirit, vigilantly and persistently for all God's people. Real quick, I wanted to note, you know, along with a sword given by the spirit, that is the word of God. And this is in Hebrews 4.12. See, the word of God is alive. It is at work and is sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts right through to where soul meets spirit and joints meet marrow. And it is quick to judge the inner reflections and attitudes of the heart. Amen. The inner attitudes of the heart. I love that. Another scripture I would like to go to that shows a proper heart response to what Jesus has done for us not just an initial salvation, but in that moment of, my God, what did you do for me in deliverance and healing? Whether that healing is physical, whether that healing is emotional, or whether that healing is spiritual, this should be our response. Let's go to Luke 17. And let's see. In Luke 17, verse 11 is where we're going to start. It says, now it happened as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. What do you see in that short little section? I see 10 men heading back as Jesus told them, go and let the priests examine you. And one who was healed come back and thank Jesus. Oh, you see one person that was healed? Yeah, out of 10. So one out of 10 people got healed? One out of 10 people came back. Ah, <laughs> but Jesus asked that question in the very next verse. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? It's like the very first thing. It's like Jesus says, y'all, all you guys, go show yourselves to the priest and show what God has done for you. And as they walked, one guy went, oh my gosh, I'm healed, and ran back to Jesus, fell at his feet, glorifying God. It says he shouted with a loud voice and fell down on his face at Jesus's feet, giving Jesus the thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Ten people had leprosy. Yeah. Ten people were told to do what? Go testify to go, go testify show what? Yourself. To go show yourself to the priest. Well, I guess we're just going to go there and show, hey, guys, we're lepers. What are you going to do? 
And on their way, I mean, maybe that's their mindset. I don't I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you that. You don't? That okay. They, and the reason I say that is because if that was their thought, where was the trust that what he said is true as they went back? Exactly. Why would they even go, that's Jesus? Why would they shout, Jesus, have mercy on us. Lord, right? have mercy on us. Do something. They trusted him. Go show yourself to the priests. Oh, okay. Come on, guys. Let's go show ourselves to the priests. And one of them says, I'm healed. The others had to check their bodies. Right. The others had to look and say, oh, my gosh, my plague that's on my skin is gone. The the thing that was plaguing me is now gone. But only one of them returned. And Jesus makes a very loud, I think, statement to all the guys standing around him. Were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Were not there any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? This guy's a Samaritan. He is like, literally, if you read the, in, read in the scriptures, Samaritans were the outcasts. Mm-hmm. They were the mixed breeds who were the, the, the Israelites who crossbred with people, the Canaanites and, or the, but or the people of Samaria. Yeah. And they were totally frowned on. They were literally called the dogs was, of the population. They were a mixed breed. Yeah. They weren't full Hebrews. Right. Jesus says, wasn't there 10 guys who were healed? Where's the other nine? Nobody else decided to, to like give God glory. Only this foreigner. Come on. When God moves mightily in our lives, we have then a choice to make. Do we glorify God and give him praise, or do we glorify the person who prayed for us, or do we just say, hey, thanks, dude, got mine, hope you get yours? Oh. I mean, because really, if if that's how it is, if we're that selfish and that self-centered. Oh, let me let me interject something here. Okay. Or that religious. That religious. He was a foreigner. So those that knew the law, yeah, they listened to Jesus, probably thought they were doing the right thing, not returning to give God the glory, but to go give the priests the ability to say they were okay. Yeah, because that, that's what Jesus that was, was getting That was the law. Yeah. They were following the law, not their heart of thankfulness yeah. like the Samaritan. Exactly. Folks, when we receive anything from God, we need to give thanks. Always. Always. Before we go, I want to I want to flip back to the Psalms. Yeah. The very last Psalm, Psalm 150. It's a, it's a very popular one. You probably already know it before we turn to it in our Bibles. And come on, Chris, you can get there. Psalms. There we go. It's a it's a call to action. Okay? <laughs> this is a serious call yes, to action. Is. I want to count these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. For those of you who don't know this psalm, you're probably going, What in the world is Chris counting? <laughs> he he's counting okay, there's thirteen what, Chris? Was well, thirteen words in this in this in this in this psalm. There's 13. Okay, I'll, I'll retract that prior statement. There are not 13 words. There are 13 words. 
I'm totally confused now. I just think I just totally lost myself. <laughs> there are 13 words in this psalm. Yes, there Actually, are. Actually, there's a lot more than 13, but there are 13. Well, <laughs> there, there are 13 important words in this song. No, there's one important word said 13 times. There we go. There we now go. we've got this nailed down. What is this word that I'm, that I'm alluding to? The word is praise. 13 times in six short verses, we hear the word praise. And this word in the Hebrew is hallel, where we get hallelujah, holler, glory, praise. It literally is saying this. I'm going to read this psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is this is the exciting stuff that just gets us up in the morning, I think. Yes. I mean, I wish we could do this full time, just sit down and discuss these scriptures. But unfortunately, we can't. We have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more to go off from this. There is. I mean, if we look at the praise him, praise him, which is another source of continued freedom in the Lord. Amen. So we are again going to have to notice that we are in the scriptures and the scriptures are just showing us more and more of who God is and who we are and whose we are in it. (laughs) We're going to pause right here again, ladies and gentlemen. Join us again next week. I think we're going to continue on on this topic. That would be wonderful. It really would because it's important because it's who we are because of whose we are and the ability to be. Exactly. To be is an amazing thing. So this Psalm, ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 150 is a call to action. And I've actually got a call to action to all you guys who are listening. If you would do one simple little thing, if you are listening to us on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, would you hit the follow button? It really is going to help us reach more and more people. So join us next week, guys, as we continue to look into what it looks like to walk out our freedom in Christ. Amen. We love you guys. We'll see you soon.